SV Pod is presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Welcome in. This is SV Pod. Hope everyone had a safe and happy Thanksgiving. Our guest had a happy Thanksgiving. Chris Mooney is the head coach at Richmond. They have the highest ranking they've had since 1957. They ranked 19th because over the weekend they went down to Rupp Arena and played Kentucky, and they well they kicked their butt. Didn't play particularly well in the first half, but ran away with it in the second half. Won by double figures in Rupp. And so now Richmond, ranked in the top 20, off this big win. Everything's great. And then because it's 2020, I look on Twitter this afternoon and I see Richmond has to pause activity because there are potential positives in and around the program. Not on the team, but in and around the program. And so I shot Chris a note and said, hey, man, if you don't want to do this, no, we're good. So I said, good, you're good, we're good. So let's talk to Chris Mooney after after that huge win, but with the reality that we are all dealing with at the moment, and that's that's this COVID mess. Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step towards a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code SVP. That's code SVP. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Today is Giving Tuesday, a global day of giving, and it's also the first day of ESPN's V-Week. We can all be part of something big today by supporting cancer research, which is needed now more than ever. If you're able, give now at v.org slash donate, v.org slash donate, and 100% of what you give goes directly to cancer research. And action. All right, so Chris, I'm all fired up to talk to you. Richmond's got its best ranking since the 50s. You beat Kentucky and Rupp. And we're going to start with a 2020 moment, right? I mean, the, I see the news come across Twitter that you guys have to hit the pause button, which is a reality for everybody in life. It's a reality for sports. When you find out that you got to sort of hit pause for your program, let's just start with that. What does that even mean? Yeah, good, good, good question. So, you know, it's interesting. We're being tested constantly. So it's really, we're in this, we're just together down in the uh, in the Marriott in Lexington for five straight days, come back and got tested again yesterday. We were tested three times there and we had three positive cases, none of which are players. And so we had worked really hard on limiting our travel party. You know, we, we went with fewer people. Then we were very specific about seating assignments and that kind of thing. And so that, which is good because then you can present rather than the whole thing, rather than every person being quarantined you can say hey this person was within six feet for more than 15 minutes a frustrating thing was as much as i don't know if anybody's told you to wear a mask or not over the past few months but for us wearing the mask didn't prevent you from being a close contact so if you sat behind somebody on a plane who tested positive you're within six feet even though we had everybody was wearing masks everywhere you were considered a close contact that's tough So then we have, well, you know, we've done a lot of research and, you know, maybe it's a false positive because we, you know, we've probably been tested 15 to 18 times 
Um, and maybe it's a false positive. So to counter the false positive, you need three negatives, each separated by 24 hours. So that's where our hope right now. If that could happen, then we're only we would you know we're only be paused for a few days. And if, if it's not, and if not, then then we have we really have to see. I mean, you know, we're trying to you know Gonzaga played and and they had got you know players who had subsequently tested positive. Uh-huh. Uh, they did really you know I know they I think they took two planes, um, and you know we're we're trying to figure out if there if there's something they did in their protocols or are there their interpretations that we can. And see, here's the thing, Chris, that, that, that's so, I don't know, frustrating is the right word. I think confusing is the right word. Like, everybody's got their own thing. Like, the A-10 could have one thing. The WCC could have another thing. There's no NCAA that's to say, here's what we're all doing. So, I guess, like, is this is this A-10? Is it Richmond? Like, who's the one saying what the rule is about a guy behind somebody on a plane, even if he's got a mask or whatever? Yeah, so it's the it's the Department of Health, and it comes down to the state. Uh, I think the NCAA has given guidelines, the conferences have given guidelines, but really it's your state's health department. You know, and I think we see with in California with the Niners and having to move, I think it comes down to the local interpretations. My guy, Stanford Steve, like his, his, his football teams, like they're vagabonds. Like, and, and, and he actually said something to me, Chris, that made sense. Like maybe that's actually a good thing. Like you can try to, Steve, you said you could try to make it a little positive, huh? Yeah, absolutely. I actually talked to the guys now they were on the flight uh, they just landed, and the only reason they were able to pull this off is because the the airline that Stanford uses had actually two incoming flights to San Jose uh, today that they could charter out and get back up to Seattle and just get the hell out of here. Like, if that doesn't happen, then they're they're not able to play probably the rest of the season. It's 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 crazy the things that are going and the breaks you need to happen to pull anything off, and I can't imagine what the coach has after one of the biggest wins he's had, right. and, and now and, he comes home and he's sitting talking to us. Right, and I promise we're going to get to that. That was why I wanted to talk about all these amazing things. But I, I'm actually glad's not the right word here, but I'm I, I think it's instructive, Chris, to all of us that are sports fans to recognize what you your program your kids, everybody within the building that's part of the support staff. Like this, this is going on men's and women's programs all across the country in all of these sports. And you guys are, everyone's trying his or her best, but I guess like, this is a great example that if it's not a false positive, there's only so much you can do to, to create a, a, a bubble around yourself. I mean, is, is that the sense that you have? Yeah, it really is. And, and, you know, uh, you know, I, I was never looked at social media until this, until the shutdown in March. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a bad place to be. But what's frustrating is it, it feels like I, I don't want I don't want our guys. We don't have any players who are positive. And I, I don't like the idea that sometimes some people get blamed for being right. in some. Being in, some people are giving. I, I think it's a virus. I mean, our trainer has it. And not only has he done everything perfectly for his own sake, but he's, you know, he's uh, modeling for our guys and what the best behavior is. And has, I mean, he's pulled guys over. Hey, we need your mask because you're in this space right now. We're not playing. And, you know, things like that, that are, he's on point and doing everything like that. And, you know, it's, it's really difficult. I I heard coach Beheim, you know, kind of talk about it a little bit. Like there really does need to be just for, you know, what's fair competitively. Mm-hmm. There, there, there needs to be some 
just some bottom line rules, because if you don't have that, then, um, you know, if my state is more strict than your state, that'd be a tough way to determine a conference champion or who's in the NCAA tournament and things like that. We talk about beating Kentucky and Rupp. That'd be great. <laughs> Let's do it, man. I, I, I was, I was so psyched for your guys to get the chance, right? Like that's a big time stage and, yeah. and you guys couldn't have played worse for 20 minutes, right? <laughs> I mean, like, like at halftime, like this is a veteran bunch. We'll get to it. I mean, you got seven seniors and grad seniors. These guys know you, they know the system. Like they're not, this, the stage isn't too big. And yet you guys are just playing like crap. So like, are you able to come in and say something along the lines of guys, we can't play worse. And if we play the way we're supposed to, we're going to win. Is that, is that something that you can sell your guys on? Yeah, generally, generally, I, I think that, um, you know, when uh, when you're watching on TV and, and you, you know, you're distanced from it, it's different than you're in it. And I think our guys feeling was like down, you know, like, man, this we, we know this is a chance and you get so few of them. And, you know, we, we've played UCLA while I've been here in Carolina each once. And it's like you're not you're just not getting those chances. You're just not getting them that often. And mm-hmm. so we all realized that. And then I, I just, I just went down and clicked a few things at the end. Like, Hey, I think we've defended. Well, um, we just haven't, you know, shot well. And I, I will say this, I thought they'd pressure us more. And I thought they played a little bit more of a containment defense, you know, not to allow back doors and things like that. Um, but then I do think once the second half started, like when, when they had a good run, our guys we're able to keep the composure. I think when we had a good run, it's just harder for a younger guy, you know, who's mm-hmm. sure. as great and as elite as they are. It's still hard because it didn't go your way and you start to feel it. I told Steve yesterday that it was an upset, but it wasn't an accident. And I think if you played him 10 times, you'd win more than them. And I'm not asking, not asking you to say you would or you wouldn't because all you needed to play him was once. But you played so well in the, in the second 20 minutes, and that gives you guys a chance to – like, that's a statement win, Chris. Like, you you beat them in their building with all those five-star lottery-type guys. I mean, what does that do to a group? That, when you guys shut down last year, you're second in the A-10. You're like 24-7, and seven, I want to say. Like, you guys were going to be a tournament team last year. But, like, what does it say to the group to go there and beat them? Yeah, a lot. It really does a lot. And, again, you know, they're young, and they'll be so much better in February and March and whatnot. But it, uh, we were already confident. You know, it's a, it's a confident group that has just earned that confidence. You know, it's not, um, love it. Love it. Yeah. It's not, it's not a group that is showy necessarily, uh, but they've earned that confidence over some, some highs and lows. And yeah, it's, it just, I think it gives you the chance to say, Hey, you know, we won, we won by 12 points. We had the game and, um, we feel like we can beat anybody, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think you probably felt that I, I will say this too the off season was so long. I mean, mm. months wise, it was long, but it, but every day was so long that so that we're, we're feeling like we're good, but it's been so long since you played. Right. <laughs> Want to get out there and play and, 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 you know, have a shot fall like those, those kinds of things. And so mm-hmm. I think that part really bumped us up. Coach, we got to talk about the mask. I, I was blown away by the mask you wore. I think it's a game changer for coaches across the country. 
Now, I don't know. I'm trying to explain it. We're on a podcast here, but I tweeted out a picture of it. You got a little Hannibal Lecter going. You got the, you know, the team could see your, you know, your lips, which I think is huge. But did you come up with that yourself? Like it's a, it's, I'm just trying to explain it to people. It's a clear thing. So you could see your mouth, but you do have your nose and your mouth covered. How did that come about? Is that a, a Princeton uh, an old school uh, go back? <laughs> <laughs> I was working on it in the, in the rec room now. So, so <laughs> it's funny. Uh, everybody has different opinions on the, on the virus and how everybody's handled it. And I have my own. So on the Monday night football game, the, or the not Monday night, the first football game of the year, the chiefs played Andy Reed, Andy Reed yep. at the clear shield. So I was, you know, I love Andy Reed, love the shield. And I figure if, if Andy Reed can pull it off, you know, yeah. so I ordered a bunch of shields and they, I, they were not, uh, they were disallowed by the university. Oh, because this, <laughs> I, I don't. Did you, I did don't, you get reimbursed? Are you good? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working on that. But so then I found, I'm looking like uh, online for Clear Shields all the time, and I saw this one, and it's, it's like a medical mask. I mean, it's, it's tight on around your mouth and nose, uh, but it does have that clear shield, and so. Um, you know, I, I have a habit sometimes when I'm talking to the guys of covering my mouth. Yeah. You know, I don't want all that praise to get to get to everybody, just them, you know. And uh, <laughs> so a mask might have helped, but it's it's hard to it's hard to really when you have to raise your voice and you mm-hmm. see it on these games, they pull the mask down. It's hard right. to raise your voice. You're swallowing that thing. So the mask is great. Or the, the shield, the clear mask is great. And I, I appreciate it. <laughs> If Cal could make the virus like manifest into a physical form, he would fight it so he wouldn't have to wear that mask. Like Steve made the point. It was, I was watching that and I'm like, I don't know if he's more pissed at his team or about this mask. Like he's just losing his mind. But like, it's funny, kind of, and we're all smiling. I was just saying this, but I mean, these are the realities, right? I mean, like every every single level of this is the reality of where of where we're at, and yet, and yet, we still got games, you know. Like, and, and I think like. That's the positive. You know what I mean? Because when you shut down in March, like, I'll never get over that. Like, you had a team that had a chance. Maryland had a team that had a chance, man. And it's just, how do you, at least for you guys, so many of your guys are back. And you had guys that got injured that get the chance to come back. Like, at least you get a chance to get, like, one last run with this group, right? I mean, how much do you do you kind of sympathize for those people that just, that the dream died before it ever got a chance to live last March? Yeah, well, for us, you know, we, we, we found out in Brooklyn, we're at the A-10 tournament, we come back, and, and I'm trying to think of what to say to the team. And, you know, 99% of sports, you know, and I, and I have two little boys, so it's it's same, same around the house, is like, hey, that didn't work out, what can we do better? You know, that we didn't handle that well, what can we learn from that and do better? And this was one of the few instances where, hey, this was just out of our control and hard, and when they honor the team at the 20 year reunion, we'll still be upset. You know, we'll, and I, I really think the, the team that got out the worst was Dayton. I mean, mm-hmm. here's a, an Atlantic 10 team. That's a likely number one seed with a legitimate chance to win the national championship. Um, I had that on my list to ask you. So I'm just going to ask you right now, like how good, how good do you think they were? You're second to them in the league. Like, what do you think their ceiling was national title? Like they, that, that wasn't beyond them. I don't think so. You know, they played Kansas to overtime in Maui. Yeah. Um, I, I will tell you this. If you look at their offensive numbers, it's staggering. 
I mean, 52% shooting, um, you know, high, high number of assists. They were probably a good defensive team, um, not elite, but when, when you're, when you make a basket every time down yeah. the floor, you don't need to be that elite. And yeah. I, and I think having the great player, it probably mm-hmm. puts them from yeah f- elite eight to, to national champion contender, because look at the confidence you get from that. And he, the guy's incapable of having a game without multiple highlights. And so mm-hmm. I just think the emotion of games would have, would have benefited them over the long haul. I, I just, I don't know how you reconcile that. Like I think Anthony Grant and, and, you know, he's been around a lot of different situations. So he, and he was great. We had him on the show and he couldn't have been more gracious. I just, I, I just, and maybe it's just a fan in me. I just, I don't know. And, and like, cause you guys get a chance to go back and do it. Right. So right. you like, but like, if you're like, I'm a Maryland fan. So like Jalen Smith, like that's it, man. That, that was the last look you got at it. But every, like it's, it's selfish. All politics are local, right? So I look at it through my lens. If you're at Michigan state and you're Cassius Winston and like you, that's why you come back. Right. And Fuey had a team at Gonzaga. You had a team. Like Everybody had a team and the beauty of the tournament, right. Is everyone thinks when it starts, we might be able to make a run, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and then that, I don't know. I just, it's weird. That's one of those things that I think, like you, I think I'm good at figuring out a path and a way to overcome something, but that's not a, that's, there's no fix for that, you know? Right. Yeah. No fix. Yeah, exactly. And it's just a pit. It's just a pit in your stomach and, Ugh. you know, not it's, you know, and, and, you know, they've done a lot of things this year and guys getting an extra year and, yeah. but there's no fix for that. There's no solution for that. Yeah. Now I want to go back in time just a bit because I read uh, John Feinstein had an article in the Post today about about you and about you know you had you had that run what it was eleven to the, to the sixteen right mm-hmm. and and the timing's interesting because it's the same here like Shaka right across the street like they make a run and and Richmond's got a really cool culture and basketball is a big deal at VCU and at Richmond and you you made a run and you know Princeton great coach. Good looking dude. You got the whole, you got all the boxes checked, man. You're, you're like, everything's cooking. Great mask. You, yeah, say again. Great mask. Great mask. <laughs> you know, on top, you got all of it covered. Like in a pandemic down the road, you're going to be able to figure some stuff out. And two years ago, you got to drive past a sign on the road. that says fire Mooney. And like, I'm just wondering how, like you and I've been in touch for years and I don't think you've ever wavered. And I guess what I'm asking you is how did you not waver in the face of that? Yeah, that was, that's a good question. So uh, I'm going to be more candid because I'm with you guys, to be honest. So oh, go ahead. So, you know, I grew up in Philadelphia. I, I don't know. If, uh, <laughs> I you know, knew that was going to come up. I knew it. I can remember we we would go the 700 level at the vet. My dad was a big <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> and Schmidt hit a home run in the bottom of the 10th you know, to, to, for a four, three fills win and we're going crazy. And you're walking out the big, huge ramps outside the vet, you know, and a guy said, well, if he had, you know, well, if he had singled in the eighth, you know, if that jerk had singled in the eighth, he wouldn't need to hit the home run as a 10th. It's like, well, wait a minute, you know? And, and then the next guy is saying the same thing. And so really tough fans. And I never saw that in Philadelphia and, you know, the university of Richmond is a private school, very proud, um, a, a big Southern influence in terms of being a gentleman and all that kind of stuff. So I think really it was kind of embarrassing for, for, you know, the university and the alums for me personally, you know, I, I'll be honest, 
is um, it doesn't that stuff has never motivated me that that has never been I mean <laughs> not everybody has that happen but you know like what everybody said or he said that about you on Twitter like you know the Yankees clinch a playoff spot and it's like nobody thought we could do it it's just like everybody knew you would do it you know and so sure I've never coached a team and I and I know my guys are young they they are motivated by that kind of stuff and they weren't picked this way or they're ranked here in the high school and stuff. For me, it's, that's not been, you know, I don't want to show it to those, but I could care. I couldn't care less, you know? And so the only thing was I have small boys who were super into basketball and their friends play basketball, talk about basketball, Virginia, Virginia tech, Richmond, VCU. And so that was really hard to keep them, you know, cause somebody had said to me, well, it's the same, you know, there's, there's the same thing on the message boards, you know? And I was like, you know, my boys don't read the message boards that often. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was the only thing that mattered to me. My wife was very upset. Uh, my boys were really upset. Um, but I will say, you know, we I got immediate texts from Jacob Gilliard, from Grant Golden, from Nick Sherrod. We practiced that day. We beat, we won at LaSalle the next day. They took the billboard down, uh, which was, which was nice. Uh, and, 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 you know, look, not that, I don't want to understate it and pretend it didn't affect me. And I, I you know, I, I hate that it happened, but it's not what motivates me. You know, I, I, I've tried to say this a few times, like I'm not motivated by the haters and the doubters, you know, I'm motivated by the believers and the investors. Right on. You know, Grant Golden, uh, he was recruited by everybody in the country this off season. Cause he's a graduate player. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it got out a little bit that some of the, you know, higher level schools are getting in touch with his coach. And, you know, he sent me a, a really long text about how much he loves Richmond and he wouldn't play, play college basketball anywhere else. And like, that's a believer. That's an investor. Well, I'm going to bust my ass for Grant Golden. Why am I going to worry about a guy who put up some money for a billboard who, you know, maybe should think about having better things to do. And so, but I, I really that's how I look at it. Like we got guys coming in sweating and, and, you know, coaches coming on a red eye and being at workouts and strength trainers coming in at uh, six in the morning or five in the morning. Like we got a lot of believers and investors. That's where my energy is going to go. So the 700 level in you, like you'd have a response for that sign, but, but to your point, to your point though, the, the text you get from a guy that everybody that was at the upper, upper levels of college basketball is trying to steal from you, which is a real, a real problem in college basketball. Yep. Like he says, nah, I'm good. Like I, I, how much does that mean to get that yeah. from that guy? Like, I mean, that's gotta, it, it, like when you're done with this, right. The wins and the losses, like th- those have got to be the connections and the moments that you'll hang on to. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and uh, you know, you really build a relationship and you probably, you know, like I, I, you know, there are a couple programs that win just about every game. You know, and <laughs> only if they really do. You know, yeah. and but you really build a relationship with these guys, and you know, it's it's not like the old days. You know, Steve was talking about uh, seeing us play at Princeton, Coach Carrill. You know, that was a different relationship. Now it's more. Yeah. You're much more in tune with their whole lives, and you still have to remain honest. You know, and, and you're not, you know, hanging with them and talking about what they did over the weekend so much, but you're involved with them in a way. And so, you know, we had three guys who were grad transfer. I know. Grad transfer eligible. 
And um, and we didn't have to have one discussion. That's awesome. And, <laughs> yeah, and it was even it was trickier because we weren't even together. Yeah, you know, but there was no. We said, hey, look, we we, we think they know who we are, you know, and and there's a there's a strong bond here. So that that's really important. And this day and age, first of all, high stuff, and you know, we 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 were had a great year last year, but the years before were struggles. So they they could have been excuses. I know Steve wants to get to some Princeton stuff, and and I, before just I, I just have one last big picture question about Richmond basketball for for this year. Like you got a ranking, that's cool. It's nice to have a number next to your name, like that you haven't had, and, and the satisfaction that comes with that. It's nice to go to Rupp and, and kick their butt for for the second twenty and leave there with a win that wasn't an accident, right? But as you as you if you allow yourself, Chris, to look down the road, um, and we know each other long enough where you can be honest, you know, just have you don't have to bullshit about the next game against whoever i'm talking about what you're willing to allow yourself to think the, this group can be like what's what does that look like in your mind like what this group that stuck together and rode this out together like what do you feel like you guys can be yeah we we can be great um, i'll say that and I, I don't know where that leads you exactly but we, we can be great you know um we we dramatically improved defensively last year and we, we really guarded kentucky the other day and again they'll get much better and but we, we can, we can defend. We're athletic. You know, if you looked at us, we, since we play two small guards, um, you know, maybe people would see that as a weakness, you know, they're often the two, two best guys on the court. So, um, but we're athletic. Uh, we can score inside, we defend, uh, and there's, there's a certain grit about us. And, you know, like we, we played Moorhead state on the Wednesday before Kentucky and we're up seven at half, but it was a high scoring half. And, you know, I just went in there and, and said it in this tone, like, hey, guys, we're, we're not, you know, we, we need to, we're, there's not enough grit here. You know, that ball screen, he's too comfortable. And, I mean, there's three plays in the second half, like charge, dive on the floor, charge. And it's like, it, it, it's, it's so easy to coach a veteran group. Um, so I, I know we can be great. I don't know where that will lead uh, be, just because of March and, and how crazy it can be. But, but I know we can be great. Great's a good place to be. The, the rest will figure itself out. <laughs> Speaking of great, Scott, uh-huh. we got to talk about some former great Ivy League teams. Go. I got it. There's good and bad here, Coach, all right? Now, I grew up just outside New Haven, went to game. You know, I grew up Chris Dudley, Butch Graves, Yale, the whole nine. And then, obviously, um, this, this Princeton squad starts getting things together. And everybody knows about the Georgetown deal and, and that whole thing. But at the same time as you, my brother played football at Columbia. So I was always going down there. And the way you guys picked up momentum, uh, obviously the national scene, but when you guys came to town in no matter what Ivy League school, like did you ever go back to those guys and be like, hey, thanks a lot for what you guys did. Like we're getting everybody's best shot. Like, I mean, I think I've seen you play six times between games at Columbia and at Yale. Like, I don't think you scored more than 60, but I don't think you lost more than one of those <laughs> games. Like just go when you relive like back that, like how awesome was that? Like, did, did, I mean, did you tell like the, the, the guys asked you about Ivy League back in the day and, you know, you know, NCAA tournament historians like you guys had it cranked up and it was awesome. Yeah, I appreciate it. So, yeah, we we were really good. I mean, yeah, you know, we were ranked 17th in the country. I mean, mm-hmm. imagine, and uh, we were really good and we would go. We didn't watch a lot of we did everything differently at Princeton. So mm-hmm. we 
Never watched film. Wow. We watched it once, and thank God that was it. Coach Curl's <laughs> tough now. You know, that, that I, was I believe it. Yeah. And, I, you know, he'd keep he rewind it 10 times and keep telling you mm -hmm. what to do, and you just keep making that mistake, you know? <laughs> uh, so, uh, but, yeah, we, when, when I would see other games, and, it, you know, there wasn't as much uh, television back then of all the games, but, yeah, be nobody there. No and then we'd come in, and it would be standing room only at mm -hmm. Columbia, Yale, and Yale had a great player named Eddie Peterson. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. number four. Yeah, Eddie. And uh, so – Listen to how crazy this is. So we're 17th in the country my freshman year. We go, uh, we, we beat Rutgers, who were, we were both undefeated to go to like 7-0. and mm -hmm. We get ranked in the top 25. We get drilled by UNLV, the great mm -hmm. team, Augman and Larry yep. Johnson. They're pretty good. Yeah, so, so God. <laughs> we come back, we're 8-2 and two to start the Ivy League. It's our first home game of the season. Wow. 10 games away from home to start the season <laughs> <laughs> Just, it's, uh, in, it's insane to think about and we beat yeah like 58 27 yep and my, my buddy josh jennings who played on that yale team uh is a doctor now he calls it black friday because yale was very good <laughs> yeah yale the year after the yukon dream season peterson had a shot at the buzzer at the new haven coliseum i was there and they lost by one yale yep. lost by one to, to, to UConn. UConn? yeah Wow. I was, I was, I remember that it was like early December. I was at that game. Um, now I had my, I got my thousandth point at Payne Whitney gym. Nice. nice. I, I had, Did you go uh, get a slice of pizza across the street or no? <laughs> I had 1000 points after 100 games. <laughs> all, right. all right. That's fun. That's all I, did. The I, kept I was looking at some stats today. The average kept creeping up every year. Um, it was all that good though. And it forced me and see you guys pull games out. I picked you guys every single year in my NCAA tournament bracket. And, I mean, you I was looking back at the games today, man. Those are – those. I mean, you guys work all year, and you're in every single game. What is it? Two-point two loss to Nova. Um, what were the other – I mean, you – do you want to relive some of those like that, like working all that way and being every – Arkansas, you guys lost to Arkansas, right, yeah. in a close game? Georgetown, Arkansas by four, Villanova by one or two. Two. That was at and Syracuse, wasn't it? Syracuse by yeah. six, Massachusetts. And, you know, Syracuse was notoriously bad foul shooting team at yep. the time. Yep. Uh, Lawrence Moten, I think, had uh, 14 straight points in the game. Of course, it was over like 12 minutes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, we, we were awfully good. And, you know, oh. playing Princeton, I mean – for coach Carrill, for him to have done, you know, being at a school that has admission standards and um, you know, it's, there's an added, a huge added layer of a challenge for him to have done that for that long. And that consistently is amazing. Yeah, I coach, I know what you're talking about there. Scott doesn't know what you're talking about with the admissions thing. You know, yeah. the Maryland guys, you know, I'm just like, why, why, is, why, why we got, why, what is this? What is this? He doesn't have his name on a building. We don't coach. What, whatever, whatever. Uh, I couldn't get into journalism school, but now I'm on the board, so everybody can kiss my ass. Um, the, the I as I as I'm listening, it's fun to be a fly on the wall listening to this because Steve's the most incredible fan I've ever met. Like his his recall, as you just saw, uh, Chris yeah. is just is amazing. But it, I, I'm thinking about what a, what an interesting place you could be in because the thing about sports is the guy who's the old guy, right? Always thinks the next guy ah, that we, that we could have kicked their butt, right? The old guy always thinks that, but you're in a unique place now where you played on a team that was highly ranked. Now you coach a team. 
that's highly ranked. In your mind's eye, if you as a player got a chance to run it back tonight with your Richmond squad, mm. like in your mind, in your mind, like who wins that game? Yeah. Uh, I think the Richmond squad, you know, I, you know, we were, we were, we were, we were what people like, you know, I'm always fighting the Princeton offense thing. Yeah. When like we averaged, you know, we got, we scored 76 at Kentucky. Not that that's an incredible number, but people are still talking about the, the uh, Princeton offense. And, you know, we, now, when we were at Princeton, we were the print, that Princeton team that's in your head, you know, <laughs> you know Skilled guys, not a ton of speed out there. <laughs> All due respect. Really knew how to play. <laughs> Whereas this team has a great mix of athletic ability and speed and skill. All right. well, that's that's the right answer. Because if you said that we'd beat them, then the guys would come in and give you a bunch of stink eye, and we can't go messing up this this ecosystem that you've got. You've got everybody singing the same, you know, pulling in the same direction. And right. uh, look, I I was uh, I was looking forward to the conversation just because of the win the other day. And I'm psyched for you guys, and I'm bummed for you right now because you're in this kind of no man's land where who the hell knows. So we'll keep an ear out, uh, and we'll hope that the news that comes back to you guys is positive. But even if it's not, you hunker down for a bit, and you like everything else. We get to the other side, yep. and the good news is that if we can keep moving forward in college basketball, you guys got a chance to be great. So go be great, and thanks for spending some little time with us, Chris. You know that we're uh, that we're up here pulling for you, and uh, you know we'll keep. We'll throw your highlights on and just give us some good stuff to show, all right? Yeah, we'll do. Thank you. And I wanted to say the best uh, days of the quarantine from March through was the Jordan was the Jordan uh, story. How so, sick was that? And then your guys' post game was incredible. The bad beats from <laughs> from then, the, um, like I, I, I'm right. Like we're going back. Imagine you're some you're, you're some poor schmuck that got like that lost who knows what in a game in like eighty whatever, right. and you got to see it again in two thousand twenty. Like you want to throw a brick to the team. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> of course, it is no forgetting. Hey, man. Speaking of Philly, imagine if you had the Seahawks on Monday Night Football. They gave up Ooh. a they gave up a hail mary and, and a two point conversion, and it's like you know you'll never live you'll never forget. But that's uh, that's the beauty yeah. of uh, of sports, I suppose. But Chris, again, thanks for the time. Uh, good health, good luck, and we'll circle back and catch up down the road, all right? Thanks, guys. Great to see you guys. Our thanks to Chris Moody, head coach of the Richmond Spiders, off that huge win, highest ranking since the 50s, and now here they are dealing with the COVID situation. But as you clearly heard in that interview, a Philly guy, Princeton-educated, 1,000-point scorer in college, got a fire Mooney sign up on the highway, as kids have got to see. Uh, but he didn't blink, and I'm glad he didn't. I've known him for years. And I was always, I was just immediately drawn to him. I think he's a charismatic guy, doesn't take himself too seriously, but um, he's got a team that's got a chance. Like he said, a chance to be great. And um, he's right. They're a really good team. Last year, the best team in the A-10 was Dayton. I think Richmond's going to be the best uh, team in the A-10 this year. Enjoyed that conversation. Appreciate you being with us on SV Pod. We will see you all next week. Stay well, stay safe.